You are listening to Serva Soundbites, the official podcast of Serva, a leading global relocation management and moving services company. We aim to bring you authentic and insightful discussions on the latest trends and best practices in global talent mobility and the evolving future of work. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Service Soundbites. I'm Emma Dudwell-Groves, Senior Manager in the Global Advisory Services team at Serva. I'll be your host for today's podcast episode. And we're very happy to have with us today Arabelle Chaw, Director of Global Account Management at Serva with us, discussing the topic of employee experience. Arabelle was also awarded the Outstanding Contributor to Global Mobility in Asia Pacific Award this year, from the Forum of for Expatriate Management, otherwise known as FEM. So congratulations to you, Arabelle, before we get started. Thank you so much, Emma. Hello, everyone. I'm Arabelle. Emma, really excited to be here to talk about fostering a connected and supported employer experience in global talent mobility. I've been hearing plenty of talk about the intrinsic importance of the employee experience in talent mobility, a balance between the digital and the human, how different generations have different needs, and how a more curated employee experience can be used to address those needs. So with that in mind, where would you start? Employee experience is at the forefront for many organizations, especially in the post-pandemic era. It is a key driver to attracting and retaining talent in today's world where talent shortage is prevalent. Right. So this is quite a broad topic. So let's start to give it a little bit of focus up front, and that is how the notion of employee experience has transformed, how it's changed over the years, really evolved. So I think it definitely has evolved significantly over the years due to various factors. And one of the most significant shift is with technology and how it had changed business operation as well as customer experience. With internet as well as collaboration tools, this has allowed employees to actually work from anywhere. Talent mobility professionals are working with five different generations of employees today, and each generation has slightly different expectation on what they call as a good employee experience. So I remember visiting my dad's office and they were using fax machines. The baby boomers were so used to doing business that way. Gen X were shaped by the evolution of the personal computers. They are the generation that works with floppy disks to zip disks to hard disks and now cloud. Millennials, they pioneered many new forms of connecting through social media and crowdfunding. And Gen Z are the first generation not to experience life without internet. And they want things really fast. So we cannot expect the whole workforce to think and want the same because of their life experiences are so different. Yeah, they've Mm -hmm. all had a completely different technological experience. And they all have a different demand of how they should be treated as a consumer. And I think a lot of what we're hearing about the employee experience is, is translating that from different industries, from different service lines, you know, if it's right. the way they want to shop in one place, if that's the way they want to find information. And I've heard, you know, some people from the younger generations are terrified to get on a phone call. So you're like, oh, don't worry, you can call anytime. And that actually isn't even appealing mm. to some of yes. the younger generation potentially. So different ways to achieve a good different experience for different people, even within a generation itself, just that diversity of needs. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when we talk about technology, we do recognize that technology is crucial in our industry. 
And we need to also recognize that we are moving humans. So there is a need for human touch. And how are we going to address that? Because like what you mentioned, some of them, they may not want a phone call, but how are we going to use technology with that human touch? Um, you know, we are recruiting and attracting talent of multiple different generations. We are retaining the talent and building the leaders of tomorrow. So that human element here, we already thinking about the experience, got all excited about the different types of technology people are engaging with and how hugely important technology is to the experience. But the danger is you're so busy focused on the human experience and more so than ever with mobility. This is a big life change. They're relocating to a new country. It's daunting. It's exciting. It's scary. So remembering that there's a human side of that experience and trying to put yourself into their shoes to see what that experience is like encouraged by technology, but also needing to have that human touch to make it a little bit less intimidating. So when we're talking about mobility experience more broadly, how would you focus it? What areas would you focus? I like to focus on two areas. One is the relocation experience in terms of like the support and assistance to the employee as well as their family on their physical relocation. So in this aspect, we look at improving service delivery and how Mm -hmm. the receive their services. With the dynamic population, we need to ensure that the employee's relocation is supported by a comprehensive as well as an intuitive technology. This enhances the employee's experience with the capability to monitor their moves, remind them of the action required, and reduces the number of touch points. And everything is at the fingertips. One track that I always like to you know, look at, and this is really the core. Yeah. The other track I really like to think about is the relocation experience in terms of their personal career growth. So Mm. the employee's personal career development. In today's need for talent mobility, we need to step a a little bit outside of the traditional mobility and look at the why of mobility. We are moving talent who are looking for growth opportunities as well as good employee experience who need to include open communication, management support, and focus on the employee. There needs to be a regular communication between the employee and their manager. And the manager needs to provide coaching for the employee by giving them frequent feedback as well as encouraging the employee. The employee needs to know if they're on track and what are the areas that they need to focus on. So with one of my clients, we have introduced a performance-based relocation benefits. And in this program, Employee as well as their manager, they set goals for their assignments or the transfer before the relocation. And the managers are encouraged to review the goals with the employee on a regular basis. The employee also have a vested interest to take up ownership of the communication. So at the end of the assignment or term, the manager determines if the employee has met their relocation goals. And then the benefit is actually paid out to employee. Employee who had performed exceptionally well, they could actually receive higher than their target. And mm. this program actually helps to foster the communication and drives coaching between the manager and their employee. Well, this is amazing. Honestly, it's such an incredible example. I think we do see too frequently organizations that send their employees on an assignment and aren't mm. focused as much on the developmental aspects. They're like, great, they'll right. develop while they're there, but they're not curating that. They're not you know, really leveraging it the way they could. And they're already spending all that money on sending someone mm. on an assignment or, or transfer. And they're getting that work experience, but often those those goals are tied into traditional goals. You know, how much you're right. making on this project, often monetarily, or how much business you're developing. And I think that's neglecting this whole organic element 
of going to a new place and experiencing new things. And the idea of consciously making use of that development opportunity is really exciting. And I think everyone listening to this podcast who has a mobility program should look at doing it. That's my personal recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'd be exciting. I mean, it's really a vested interest between, you know, the employee. Uh, So a little bit different from the traditional benefits or the traditional relocation benefit that's given to the employee. Right. So you divided it into two parts, the practical, essential, how are they engaging with this experience, right? That makes sense. That has all the technology aspects, that has the not repeating, putting in their data a lot of times. How many people are they speaking to? How are their expectations managed? All of that. But that second part, the career development, I think is going on an assignment, that experience being not just about going to do a job in a different place, but really immersing them in that different place and that unique opportunity. So I think that is a really interesting dynamic. So I think this ties nicely into some of the other podcast episodes we've talked about. I think we'll find over the course of this entire series that there's no individual item in mobility that doesn't intersect somewhere else. It's a really complex and intersected kind of industry. There's, you know, one topic is in everything. And employee experience is certainly one of those. And it crosses over a lot with you know, we said different generational needs. So that's in in a big part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion content. How are we addressing those needs? And also in our macro trends, we talked a bit about that. And there's one way that I'd like to sort of just showcase quickly that I think we do talk about in regards to addressing and understanding different needs for the experience. And that is the design-led human-centered methodology. Have you worked with that at all? Yes. Yeah. So I work with clients to look at the different personas and walk through the relocation processes and steps. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, for anyone out there who doesn't know what this is, the the design-led approach is sort of thinking backwards from the employee experience, the person who's engaging with that end service, rather than being sort of a process-driven design, which we often fall into after years of just doing a job a certain way, but really putting it through the lens of the, the users to understand how things could be better and that human at the center of your design. So that, like you said, those are personas. You might have personas, we have it with clients where it's their current employee type personas, but also the personas of people that they'd like to have more in their mobility program that they just currently don't. And you look at their experience, mapping their whole journey in quite a lot of detail, sometimes over you know 300 steps that is every interaction they're having, every communication they're getting, every time they connect with a different technology platform. Like we said, you know, are they having to re-put in their details or is it a single sign-on? How many new people are contacting them? Are they feeling overwhelmed by this whole thing? And sort of gauging how they feel at different points. And you can sort of map that as a graph and go here, they're feeling really excited. It all ties into the emotional experience of going on an assignment or a transfer as well. And then you look at those experience gaps, like where is there a place that we're not doing a great job of supporting them at this difficult time? Or where's a time that we're doing particularly well? And where are the moments that matter? You know, that's the terminology we use to say, this is an area that we can put our focus on to improve that will make an an exponential difference. Not just, Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily change everything in 300 steps, but what things in those moments that matter can you do that make a real change to the experience? When we look at the personas and walking through, this is definitely a huge exercise, at least for the one that I actually work with my client. It was a huge exercise that we run through the different steps. And I think that's a delicate 
balance of employer experience and what the business are, and the employer are trying to achieve from the relocation. Mm. So what's the intended outcome of the relocation? I think where possible, we always want the best in every step of the processes, but yeah. it's not always the case where we can achieve the, the ideal state and therefore we need yeah. to look at that balance as well. That is such an important reflection to make at this point. You can jump into that journey and see everything from employee perspective and you want everything to be perfect, but you do have to balance their business right. needs there as well. I think one of the ones I've been hearing you know, a lot about is, of course, cost constraints. There's, mm. you know, the cost of living, things are more expensive. There may be as much money in mobility as, as there was before, but it buys less. It gets you less. Or sometimes, of course, we're seeing mobility programs needing to shrink because of circumstances as well. And so there's still a demand to move this talent and there's still a need to develop these people and to give them international exposure and to, to use their skills globally. But there's that major concern of cost control. So how do you find mm. that companies are addressing that potential conflict? Yeah, this is an interesting topic. I've been speaking with many mobility professions um, recently and keep hearing the same trend yeah. that their businesses are trying to drive costs down. And they've actually added a lot of pressure onto the global mobility to find solution, which is mm -hmm. not easy in today's climate. There's been a general increase in cost of living globally. Costs are rising. On another hand, because of talent shortage, there's a lot of focus of having a program that focuses on attracting and retaining talent. And mobility is still very focused on creating a positive employee experience. And some of these benefits will cost money to the business. So really depending on industry as well as the client or the corporate program maturity, there are different approaches on how companies are addressing this. For example, you know, one company may put a little bit more weight on duty of care. So what they're looking at is probably very different from another company. One of my clients, they have actually recently looked into their program because a few of the business entities are wanting to relocate their employees into the APEC region, mm. but find that the relocation program is too expensive. It actually restricts them from moving or hiring talent, and they want to scale down that benefit to reduce the costs, but at the yeah. same time, sufficient to deliver positive employer experience. Right. So what my client actually did was look at creating a new tier and segment the benefits to support this population. I think it's important to know that, you know, we need to know what we're doing. So they have actually set a guardrail around this tier and where what a situation where this tier will apply. So for example, okay. an employee who is applying for the role overseas and wanting to relocate because of personal reason, they are probably more willing to take up the role with a scaled down benefit and still have a positive experience because, you know, it meets their agenda. So I will say that a purpose-driven relocation will actually bring a very different experience to the employee. Yeah, so this client of mine who has actually implemented this new tier, they are looking at a temporary solution. This is a temporary solution and they are currently designing a new CoreFlex program. Yeah, and I think CoreFlex, definitely, I think, Emma, you would agree that this is picking up speed. Are you able to tell us you know, a little bit more about how CoreFlex supports employee experience? Absolutely. I mean, there probably isn't a, a week that goes by where I don't have a conversation with a client about how potentially this um, this can serve their needs. And I think CoreFlex has been this real versatile solution to a lot of differing client needs. And that is, you know, we work quite closely with clients to design exactly the right type of CoreFlex for them. The problem is, you know, they say, oh, is CoreFlex a solution for us? And we say, well, how long is a piece of string? You know, what are your needs? It can be whatever you need it to be. You just need to design it right. And I think where we're looking at the balance 
with employee experience and business needs, CoreFlex can be quite an exciting solution. So the benefits, there are two different types, I guess, of CoreFlex that we could talk about here. And one is the employee-driven CoreFlex. So that's the employee getting to decide what goes into their package. Maybe they're given a budget. Maybe they're given a range of choices from certain buckets. Maybe they're given points or a budget and they get to sort of select their benefits from Flex. Of course, Core is already guardrailed. So that's maybe your compliance. Mm-hmm. And that'll be some success factors, you know, things that the organization thinks they need to be successful and any duty of care, well-being aspects will be in core. And then they get to choose with their budget or their points or from their selection to decide what is most relevant to them. And that means even when we're talking about adjusting different mobility policies for different generations, the challenge is, are you exactly the same with everyone that you went to school with or within a 10-year range from you? Not at all. Not in the slightest. Mm -hmm. We're all different, even though we fit into these generations that might have broad trend interests or ways of engaging in common. There is individual interest to be considered. And I think especially with younger generations, a whole curated experience for the individual is even more important. And so the idea that they have agency, that they have the opportunity to select what's most important to them, to prioritize, those things are all really empowering. They feel you know, that they have some control over those types of things. And it means that the company gets sort of a fixed budgetary amount put in there and the employee can't necessarily complain about it as much because they're the one that made those selections and those priorities, as long as it's sort of a well-designed core flex program. Then, of course, there's the business flex, which I think you have some other experience with. Right. So, well, I have a client that has actually has this business flex. For them, it's a little bit different. I think when we talk about like core flex, some businesses, the put in just compliance required only, whereas some of the businesses or the, the companies, they have quite a good fixed package, quite a right. big fixed package before. So almost everything um, in core would just like right. top up their supplements and flex. Right, that's right. Yeah. And this client of mine, they have a very lean core package, which is just compliance only. And we use this flex approach. But I think the thing about this is that we do need to educate the manager. Our yeah. consultants advise us the type of program to use and propose the benefits to offer to the manager upon understanding their business strategy, their business needs, as well as their budget. And at the same time, we also propose to the manager to allow us to connect with the employee to find out their critical needs. It doesn't happen all the time because sometimes manager wants to know what the package looks like before they inform the employee. So in those cases, we will not be able to reach out to the employee. But we do encourage the manager to find out a little bit more about what the employee needs as part of their relocation. And I think this education piece, this step is important when it comes to CoreFlex because there's a lot of times where the manager may not have moved themselves, let alone understanding the relocation terminology and why they should be providing such benefits. So for example... You know, when a manager sees goods and services differential, they probably don't really understand what's the purpose yeah. of goods and services differential. And they feel that, you know, it's just an additional cost to the business and great employees receiving an allowance, but really the employee may be worse off due to the cost of living differential um, right. as a result of the assignment. So this is something to help support the employee while they're on assignment. Yeah, so I think definitely this education piece is one thing that we cannot neglect as part yeah. of the CoreFlex. And I will say that this actually applies to both business select as well as employee select. Yeah, 
Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, once again, the consideration on how you design your cornflakes, what, what you right. really need to deem as important, and how you are empowering and supporting that employee. Because like you said, some people, they don't know what they don't know. It's their maybe first assignment. They don't know how to allocate things. You can put guidelines in place, and you can put some things in core. But if you leave them to make some of those decisions, especially, let's say, a huge budget pot, you just have a pile of money and maybe you're on your first relocation and it just can feel so overwhelming. So the Mm -hmm. idea that Business Flex is there if it's consultative or if there's guidelines in place or really cleverly designed core flex so that they don't feel overwhelmed by the whole experience and that they have somebody to really be holding their hand. Once again, remembering that human element to the experience that you want to give them empowerment and choice and agency, but you also want them to feel supported Mm, as well. So I think, like you said, the culture is very important that they are able to consult with the employee and discuss things if it is a business flex to make sure that their needs are being considered. So I'm going to throw in the last few minutes a rather difficult question at you that I'd like you to try and answer concisely. You know, that's (laughs) what I'm going to do is put a huge challenge at you and see how quickly we can solve the world's problems. But I saw recently that there has been a a shift from one full-time employee in mobility managing 54 relocating assignee cases to one full-time employee in mobility managing 509 in mobility cases. So from 54 to 509 for a single person working maybe in-house in mobility. So aside from the obvious need to outsource more potentially to your relocation management companies and your suppliers, how has that changed the way in which mobility services are delivered and managed, do you think? Right. So I think we started off with technology. So we'll probably end off with technology as well. With a smaller team, mobility needs to focus on strategy as well as efficiency. With technology, there is a capability to have like data, analytical reporting at mobility's fingertips so that when they speak with the business stakeholders, they can pull out the information and tell stories using those information at hand. Mobility, they will also need to rely on technology for oversight as well as transparency of the move. They may not necessarily monitor every single cases, but at least, you know, they will need to monitor some of the important cases. For example, one of my clients actually use a follow function on her executive files where where they are notified that there are updates to the executive relocation. So that actually Mm -hmm. helps the mobility pinpoint on the relocation I think the other thing is also it's crucial that the mobility actually partner closely with their RMCs as uh, yeah. strategic partners because the consultants, the relocation company, they are closest to the relocating employee and they mm-hmm. can often provide insights to the program. So while my client conducted a roundtable session with the consultants and the client set the stage and you know, asked the consultants if this is if you can have anything you want, you know, what can be done to improve the employee experience. And because the consultants hear the employee day to day, they could actually identify a few practical improvements and some of them are actually quick wins. Mm-hmm. So for example, allowing the taxi reimbursement as opposed to car rental pickup from the airport right. because the employees actually travel cross-continental flight and you wouldn't want them to be driving, right? So it's a very practical tips that could be picked up from this kind of session. The other area to look at is on automation, especially if you have like different suppliers sharing on information, how you can actually share that information across systems, um, as well as sharing, you know, employee doesn't need to repeat themselves. So employee will be able to share the information one time and this will be accessed by suppliers 
across. This reduces the administrative burden on the employee as well as create a positive employee experience. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think the other thing that I have actually been hearing a lot about is clients are actually reviewing their mobility program post-pandemic to address mm-hmm. the changing workforce as well as the business needs of today. Program change is definitely a big project from exploration to design to implementation to change management and rolling it out. And I think there's really no need to work on this alone. Definitely as a supplier here, I would want to partner with my mobility to make things work and to assist with this program change. So I will also you know, encourage to mobility to reach out to your suppliers if they're actually looking at their program redesign. Right. And I really love the idea in all of that, you know, partnering closely, but also that blue sky approach, the asking questions, ask your employees, mm-hmm. ask your suppliers, work with your RMC, find out what things you're missing, those quick wins, the things that could really make a big difference to that overall experience. I think we're pretty much getting to the end now. So I'll just wrap us up just with the last little reflection. Usually at the end of our sessions, we like to ask our special guest for a top tip and on the topic at hand. And then in this context, I think if we could get your insight on a top tip for the employee experience that you'd like to share with our listeners. Sure. So emotional engagement is most closely related to employee experience. So we're talking about human touch today. So my top tip would be to engage and empower employee on their relocation with some level of education, coaching and hand-holding to achieve that sense of trust and loyalty to the company. Beautiful. I think that's a perfect top tip, all coming back to that balance between the human experience as well. That's a great tip. Thank you, Arabelle, for joining us today and sharing so many useful insights around the topic of the human touch in global talent mobility today. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Emma. And that brings us to the end of our podcast today. Thank you for listening to Service Sound Bites. If you enjoy our show, please click subscribe and share and be sure to come back next time. Until then, this is Emma and Arabelle. And don't forget, Serva provides everything needed to move talent and deliver experience. See you next time. 